Welcome to the latest podcast in the Workplace series from the People Mentor, Nicola Richardson. Hi, welcome to the latest podcast from Nicola at the People Mentor, part of the Workplace series. Today, we're interviewing Anna Green, who is Regional Vice President with Party Light Candles. Sounds a very inspiring title. Anna, welcome. Glad to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, well, tell us a bit about yourself first. Uh, well, my full name's Anna Green. Um, I live um, in a little rural village in, right in the middle of Lincolnshire um, with my husband, who's in the RAF, and my two kids, two dogs, a cat and a rabbit. Right, so you've got your hands full. Yeah, yeah, okay. I have, yeah. Um, so tell us a bit about your business. Um, what is it, and how long has it been going? Right, I do uh, Party Light Candles, which is a direct selling company, uh, like the old-fashioned party plan. Uh, it's been going 45 years, and I started just over 10 years ago. Wow. So you've been in the business quite a while now, haven't you? Yes, and a long time. Yeah, so did you start right at the beginning just as a, as a Party Light um, What's the word? I'm Consultant. Looking. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. then you've worked your way up to regional vice president. Yeah. I started as a consultant. I, uh, well, um, I was at a friend's house. She was having a candle party. And I went along and there was me and her and one other lady and the consultant. So not a massive party. Um, I didn't really get it. I didn't really like candles. It wasn't my thing. But I saw the business opportunity and thought, well, actually, this will fit around my kids. It'll fit round my husband's shifts at work. Why not give it a go? So I said to the consultant there and then, how do I start? And I've never looked back. And I've built my own team. I look after a region. Uh, and it's been really, really successful for me. So, so yeah. So it just proves what is possible with any of these sort of businesses, yes, doesn't it? it does. Um, yeah. Longevity is possible, which yeah. a lot of people don't think so. And it can be a proper business and earn your money. Yeah, so, so that, that's fantastic, isn't yeah. it? So what made you start that business? Was it because of the children and fitting around it? Yeah, I'd always wanted to own my own shop, always. But I've never had the confidence to fork out all the money. Um, husband being in the area, we move around a lot, so premises is a no-go. And me and stock control don't mix. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have no concept of good stock control. So this way... They order, it's bought in. I don't have to worry about having X amount of this, that and the other in the back room or whatever. Yeah. So, so yeah, and it, I started it because, as I say, my kids were tiny. It was costing me a fortune in childcare to go to work in Boston every day. Um, and it just happened at the right time, really. All right. So um, just hearing that you um, used to work in Boston, yeah. out of interest, what did you do before you started Party Life? Um, directly before I started Party Light, I was the um, Sunday manager at Pastimes. Oh, right. So on the high street. Yeah. Um, before that, I'd done all sorts of retail, all sorts of shop work, office work, but it had to fit in around Jamie because of his work. We've, we have moved all over the country. Mm -hmm. So to be able to find something every time we've moved has been a challenge, and it's basically going with what you can get more than anything. So I've never been able to have a career. So... Um, with, if you were to move again, how would you um, be able to keep in touch with your customers? Would you do it virtually or...? Um, there's no chance of us really moving now. We've bought a house here. Jamie moves where he needs to move on to. Um, so it's, it's a bit of a, a, bit of a, 
relevant but if I was to move again it would be done through social media I would come and visit um, we'd run meetings once a month I'd come up here once a month so yeah so Anna that that car alarm that was a pain wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> you always get something so you know we're genuine because we've got noises going off here and we're sitting in an Indian restaurant actually so I'm looking forward to a nice Indian meal shortly and I think Anna is too oh so, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah so we're doing some networking <laughs> Um, okay, so what's the biggest lesson you've learned since you've been in business? Um, well, there's lots of lessons you end up learning on the way, but I think the main one is make sure you've got a thick skin. You will get loads of no's. You will get loads of rejections. You'll yeah. get a lot of, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Mm. Um, and you've got to learn that it's not you that they're saying that to, it's the what you're offering them yeah they're saying they're saying no to the offer so that was a big learning curve for me not to get disheartened by people saying they didn't want candles or they didn't want my parties or however it's not for everybody and you've got yeah. to learn it so yeah. the phrase is some will some won't so what next yeah so it's about finding the right customer for your for your product isn't it really oh, yeah yeah yeah, so, well, I love them. I must admit, I have a bit of an addiction. I'm trying to cut back at the minute, so we won't go there, though, because my husband's getting fed up with my spending. So, um, so how do you um, define success, and what do you think makes someone successful? Um, I was thinking about this last night, actually, when you sent me the questions over. Um, for me, success is all related to the goals that I set personally. So, for me, I'm successful if I achieve the goal that I've set so for anybody else, if they set themselves a goal um, and they work towards it, yeah. whatever size of goal it is, they, yeah. then they've made a success. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, We're each um, unique and different. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what you have to take into consideration. And I think sometimes um, you see a lot of in the, in the press and on social media that you've got to meet certain expectations. Yeah. But I think that's wrong. I think it's what's what's pertinent to you at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah okay. Absolutely. Um, have you ever had to deal with failure? And I hate using that word, and I know a lot of people don't like it. Yeah. Um, but as how what you felt was personal failure, and if so, how did you deal with it? Because that's quite a personal thing. Yeah, failure to me, there's there's no such word. Yeah. Um, it's more setbacks. Yeah. And everybody gets setbacks in business. It's how you deal with them, I think, that does make it a failure or not. So for me, I don't see any setback as a failure. It's just another step in the direction that you're going. For example, I'm now a regional vice president. It's taken me a lot of work and a lot of setbacks and a lot of up the ladder, down the ladder, you know, promotion-wise, um, successes and setbacks mm. along the way but it's it's getting over those things and thinking right okay what can I do to change it how can I get on to the next thing what's the next little step that I need to do to get me nearer that goal yeah so so that's really good because that that tells us all that sometimes you can end up going backwards but don't let that stop you mm. let's just keep on going um, and I recently heard of a story um, on LinkedIn yesterday. Poor lady had had to cancel her event because she hadn't been able to get enough sales. But what I loved was her attitude that she was going to keep on trying and she'd learned some massive lessons from mm. that, from that not happening. And she was going to take them forward to the next one. So right attitude, Anna, yeah. and you can see it's worked. So yeah, what? all about attitude, yeah. isn't it? 
So how do you manage your work and personal life balance? I'm intrigued because you always sound so busy. (laughs) Um, I sound busy. (laughs) Um, I work very much part-time. Um, of course, I do the networking, the phone networking on the side as well. So, in effect, I'm running two two businesses as such uh, that interlink. But um, with having a husband that works away a lot and two kids at home, I have to fit in family time. So, my diary is very structured as to what I do. I fit most of my work mm-hmm. when the kids are at school. Um, I do three or four evenings a week, and those other evenings and the weekends are my family time. Yeah. Um, and I make sure that it doesn't encroach. So, the phone goes to one side goes away if it's if it's you know when the kids get home from school between four and six that's that's their time yeah and I have have very set working hours but it took a long time to learn to do that yeah I used to work with a a senior civil servant who had very much the same approach and what she would do is because she was in heavy demand um, was she'd do exactly the same as you the kids came home and she'd turn everything off and then when they went back to bed at seven, she would switch on. And that was mm. quite unusual for the civil service at that time. Um, but it's, it started to set the scene for other mothers that they, they could adapt, yeah. which is great, which is what we want. Yeah, it's fitting your business around your family yeah. and not letting it take over. Yeah. I, mean, I love what I do. So for me, I could quite happily work at it 24-7. Yeah. But you have to be quite strict and disciplined to think, actually, yeah, I do love it and I really want to be working at it all the time but I can't because there are other people in the world yeah and sometimes you've just got to you know take a step back and think right okay it's their time now yeah very true um is there are there any particular tips that stand out to you that you learned fairly early on well I've said one of them already some will some won't so what yeah next yeah definitely that tip um learning not to be disheartened by people who don't want your stuff um and one of the biggest tips was was you know if you want it, go and get it. Get, have the right attitude and go out and get it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It makes all the difference, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. And then people believe in you, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what do you think makes a business owner a good leader? Not all business owners are good leaders. And that's something that's, that they need to think about. That's an unusual question. Yeah. Um, I... Hmm. I can't really answer that because I, I don't think a business owner does have to be a good leader. They don't have to lead anybody. If they're sole trader, as long as they are good with social skills, they don't necessarily have to be leader material. So, well, I think you picked something interesting out there because you picked out about the social skills and the interaction and the influencing, and actually they're all part of being a leader. And I think often business owners don't perceive that they are leaders but actually I mean I look at you and I look at you at networking and I look at you at because I've seen Anna in quite a few networking and she very much is a leader and I don't think she I think she underestimates her influence because to me that's part of being a leader so I think I think sometimes people don't look at it the right way you're leading for your business I I totally see that I can I lead my business and I, I I am a leader um, yeah. Getting to where I am in my business means I have to lead other people, yeah. but some businesses I don't think need to do that the same. Right. Okay. Uh, so have you got an example of one that you think wouldn't, or you know, don't worry if I've got you on the spot. Well, but... uh, I've got a lady who makes cakes. She yeah. quite happily makes cakes in her kitchen. She makes money off it. Um, it's her business. And she doesn't lady, necessarily yeah. have to lead. She needs to run a business. Yeah. And she needs to be very sociable and chatty and able to market her business but not necessarily lead Mm. 
So that's a good example, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so I think it depends what you want out of your business, really, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Of whether you need to be that lead. Yeah, if you've got team, if you've got employees, I think it's a very, very different yeah a different thing and yeah. yes you you do you do yeah. need to be able to lead people yeah and i think it's as well if you want to grow your business like you you've got now got a team if you're thinking of moving into employees and you yeah. need to think about the leadership aspects yes. and, and the influence that you're creating yeah. so yeah so i think that's a good example anna thank <laughs> you okay um so, because you've had past experience of other roles, is there anything from previous managers that you've learned that, that good or bad, that really stood out to you as something for uh, my audience? Um, Good-wise, um, our managing director, she is a really good manager. Um, she gives a lot of recognition, a lot of praise, a lot of thank yous. She asks you to do things in such a way rather than telling you to do them. Uh, and I find her very, very inspirational. Yeah. Bad leaders <laughs> um, are people who don't have any people skills. Yeah. Um, I had, when I first started out after school, I used to work in Superdrug, um, and we had a leader there, the, the manager, he was called the sales leader, the manager, he couldn't talk to people. He, he wasn't friendly, he didn't create any team atmosphere. Nobody wanted to work for him. He was yeah. quite aggressive, right. and I would say that he's a, a, an example of a bad leader and yeah. not to do things. Yeah. yeah, and they're really good lessons in life for how when you're leading a team, yeah. you know, do the opposite of that. So that's really good that yeah. you had that experience in a way. Yeah, so. always if you're leading a team, lead from the front. Yeah, don't expect people to do something that you wouldn't no. do. And I love it when I hear of stories of people recognising and saying even the simple thank you. Yeah, that really annoys me when people don't do that. Mm. Um, so I think that's really, really helpful advice, Anna. Thank okay. you. Um, I'm going to go to who or what is your inspiration and why? Um, when I first was looking at doing something like this, there was a lady in my village. Um, she's still there now. But she, uh, she doesn't do party plan anymore, but she used to do um, a different company from, from what I do. And I watched her build her region and build her team. I thought, you know what, I'd really quite like to do that. And it was watching her and right. how successful she'd made her business that made me think, well, actually, that's, that's what I want to do. Mm. So, so that, that's brilliant, that is. Because yeah. I think you, it's nice if there's somebody you can look up to and see yeah. how they do things. Yeah. And, and you know I've had a few like that in my life and it does make a difference doesn't it mm. yeah and that's brilliant um what oh, why I'm intrigued what do you look for in your independent party like consultants um that's really a difficult question because there are so many different things that make a good consultant um social skills the ability to talk to people yeah uh, friendliness uh, yeah. willing to learn yeah uh, and a good attitude yeah. More than anything. Yeah, I think that sums it up nicely, yeah. don't you? Um, approachable, probably, yeah. Yeah. which goes with the social skills. So anybody out there, <laughs> not that I'm using this as a promotion for Anna, but, you know, it's a nice little job on the side, or you can think of how Anna's managed it and uh, go for it. So <laughs> I think, you know, well done, Anna. I think it's something for us to all think about. Yeah? Thank you. Um, okay, so um, if you started your business again from scratch, would you do anything differently? Yes. <laughs> uh, for the first 18 months of my business, I didn't really have any training. 
Um, I had the company training, which was great, but it was a long way away. Uh, I didn't have any local support because I was one of the first in the area yeah. to start up doing party life. Um, so for me to start again now, I would get on the phone more. I would follow up more. I would offer better customer service. They were all the things that in the company training manuals are never mentioned. Right. Um, they are now. They've changed a lot in 10 years. But for, for me... Being able to have the skills now to, to do the customer service and the follow-up will yeah. make a massive difference to the speed in which I could earn money and get to where I am now. Yeah, yeah, because customer service is vital, isn't it? And it's been that little mm. bit different. Yeah. Um, and people then know they can rely and trust on you, so it's this trust element yet again. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, that's brilliant. Um, excuse me. What is the biggest tip you would share with other business owners for them to take away from this podcast? Um, biggest tip is to look at your attitude. Is it positive? Is it positive all the time? Uh, is it positive on social media? Is it positive to your friends and family? Because if it's not, you really need to start changing it because yeah. it's so important to have the right attitude, the right determination to get to where you want to be. Um, because if it's not there, Mm. you'll you'll not get where you want to be no and I think I think um and I'll be quite honest here I've had a few down moments and Anna's been there for me and listened to me um and been very constructive in her advice along the way um so find a support network as well I think is vital that you can trust and rely on to talk to so well that's it now thank you Anna for your time thank you and um coming and doing this podcast with me really appreciate it Um, So this is Nicola, the People Mentor, signing off till next week. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you need any help or advice, please contact Nicola on Nicola Richardson at thepeoplementor.co.uk. The People Mentor, driving your business forward.